1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Pay Attention, Please, Hollywood Life's Real Housewives podcast. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Eric Tedisco. And we have a lot to discuss once again. I mean, I'm loving, you know, we're in the tail end of Jersey. We just watched part three of The Reunion. Um, We're getting a Secrets Revealed episode of Vanderpump this week, which we just watched. And But before we get to that, I know you and I want to discuss some minor Housewives news that just dropped the first being that on Real House of the Potomac, which is filming, um, it was just announced not only is the cast going to the Dominican Republic for their cast trip uh, for season eight, but we're also getting, apparently we're getting a newbie. Um mm-hmm. two newbies, technically. Who's this? Well, first, the first one that was just announced, um, and this is announced by tvdeeds.com. Um, Mm -hmm. They are saying that, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name right, but Ina Stewart or Kiana Stewart. um, I presume Kiana, yeah. Kiana, yeah. She's joining as a friend of, um, and she's a friend of Wendy Osefo's, Dr. Mm -hmm. Wendy. um, And she's been filming with the women since late April. Um, I guess filming started on April 11th. Uh, mm-hmm. she is the owner of K Stewart Beauty and Wellness which is located in Baltimore Maryland um so that's exciting who's the who's the second one that I'm forgetting about
0: so i so looks like Kiana, or however you pronounce it obviously we might be butchering that is going to be a friend of right. like a friend of Wendy's but then there's also a full-time Naka Hayem this was previously reported and i had seen footage of her with mm-hmm. the group like i think they went to Austin Texas for like their first cast trip back like in yeah. april when filming started so she was in the mix. I don't really know a ton about her. I'm sure as time goes on, you know, we'll find out more and we'll do more reporting about these two new girls that are in the mix. Um, the whole season seven cast is back. We have Karen, Giselle, Ashley, Mia, Candice, Robin, and Wendy. I presume this means no Cherise, and I we kind of assumed there would be no Jacqueline.
1: So yeah, sounds like we're losing
0: those two and gaining these new two two new girls.
1: That's that's how I feel, or what I'm, I'm guessing based on the information. Mm-hmm out there I think having Jacqueline and Cherise back would just be like way repetitive people and repetitive I think yeah I think Mia's relationship with Jacqueline's kind of over that story played out I don't think it was going anywhere Mm -hmm. like they weren't gonna make up or anything like that so I feel like yeah the show's just moving on with two newbies which I like and I like that they're keeping the core group together I do love that cast um and I'm excited to see what what comes from it? Um, Me too. I think a huge product of Potomac success is when
0: they haven't shaken the cast up that much. I mean, mm-hmm. other than like losing Monique, there really hasn't been anyone that's like come and gone completely. I mean, Katie's not on the show, but that's that's a whole other issue with whatever yeah. she's dealing with. And then Sharice pops in and out, which I kind of do like. I mean, I do been a ton to the show, but she's <laughs> genuinely friends with those people. Mm-hmm. So it does feel very natural for him to pop for her to pop in. I'm good with her, maybe taking a break, popping back in at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do keep the core group and we really get to see the dynamics unfold, which is we'll get to it, but I think that's a problem with some of the other franchises, is there's no genuine bonds and not a lot of history with them, whereas with this Mm -hmm. Potomac group, there is. So I'm thinking we have a fall premiere. I mean, we're talking June now. They're winding down filming. I presume they'll be done with filming by the end of this month, end of June. We're already the middle of June. I think we'll get a September, October
1: premiere, if I had to guess. Actually, I think it might be later. I don't know. Only because Beverly Hills is rumored to be coming back in November. They already wrapped. (laughs) There's a
0: lot in the can. We have Dubai, Salt Lake, Beverly Hills, and mm. Potomac. And Miami's filming now, too. That's five shows that, and we're halfway through 2023. So now that you say that, you could be definitely be right.
1: My guess is Beverly Hills, Dubai, and.
0: I think Dubai's coming in like around Beverly Hills. I think they're going to air congruently.
1: Yeah, maybe Salt Lake will be in the fall as well. But then I think we're not going to get Potomac and. Miami until maybe a little bit holidays you know, like yeah holidays, winter yeah, so, but no yeah mm-hmm. I mean we got it we got a huge slate of shows coming our way um I mean even next month we have Luann and Sonia's new show mm-hmm. um or welcome to crappy lake I think it's called mm-hmm. yeah um, which i'm excited about and we're actually interviewing them in two weeks we Um, are and that's going to be a who i'm so excited for us to chat with them because they're gonna they're gonna crack us up they really are they're always a good time they're great interviews they're great on tv they're amazing together as everyone saw in the trailer for their new spinoff um but what's also great is that they are currently filming this week right now uh real Hustle's ultimate girls trip season five which is basically Mm -hmm. Rony Legacy. We have Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Dorinda, uh, Kelly Bensimon, and Kristen Takeman um all together. Uh they're fighting now on the island as we speak. Yeah, sure. where did they go? They were to St.
0: bart's Yes, where they went and uh yeah. back in the show. Season five, I think. What do you think about this chatter that Bethany and Jill are there slash surprising them. Have you seen this? Because I've seen this pop up. Because I am so... So, 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 you know, of course, people take things and run with it on Twitter. But did you see that video? How Ramona, like, took the video of them on the plane? And I think it was, like, her... It was, like, her and Kelly at first. And then she said Kelly's initials wrong. Then she pivoted the camera to show her and Sonia. In the background, you could see people talking and people were like, oh, my God, that's Bethany. That's Bethany. I'll send you the video after we um, finish this. It's obviously Luann. I, hate to burst your uh, oh no. I don't think it's Bethany I don't um it's clearly Luann talking to Dorinda so you can kind of map out everyone that's on the plane just by like looking in the background and stuff and then Kristen is obviously there too we've seen footage of her but people were like oh my god that's Bethany that's Bethany people were saying that it sounded like Bethany and Jill in the background I didn't think that at all again I could be wrong in these eagle-eyed yeah. Twitter users who pay attention to the stuff more than I do that closely yeah could be right and I could be wrong by all means I didn't think that whatsoever watching the video from the buzz I've heard I don't think that they're going to be showing up even though I think that there's been some like random stuff on Dumois. I think I saw Jill post that like she's on a trip but it seems like she's been posting like from elsewhere so I don't think that that's happening I did think like maybe Jill will show up late like how she did in the second season and then she does surprise you know how she loves that bitch She can't get over that all these 14 years later or whatever she loves that whole spiel so um I don't
1: think it's a possibility that they're yeah, showing up.
0: I hate, I hate to be, you know, negative, but facts are the facts, people.
1: I know. I also wonder how they would even keep that a secret in all the months that it takes for this to finally air after it films. I mean, we know the Roni ladies are like the leakiest cast of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I think it'd pre- be pretty cool if like Bravo could pull some. people oh, I, could... I would. I would. I would love it. I mean, I'm saying
0: this. That I don't think it's
1: possible. Oh, no, but I'm saying no, know, this as no. I'm
0: dying for that to happen. I yeah. just don't see it happening.
1: Well, listen, we're gonna have Luann and Sonia on the podcast in two weeks. We'll try to yeah, fish yeah. it out of them if it's not out already, whether or not they were there. Um, yeah, I'm sure, they'll spill whatever they can about the show because I am yeah. so ready for this season of Girls Trip. I think it's gonna be amazing um obviously before I, after
0: we have season four first
1: oh but. my god yeah I just <laughs> remember season four the one with Brandy. I don't know
0: how you could forget because you <laughs> love Caroline Manzo
1: <laughs> yeah, <even> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of shows coming out Bravo and Peacock in the next six months that are just gonna like Definitely. be amazing so I'm excited um but when yeah. new shows come obviously other ones are going into hiatus mm-hmm. sort of and yep. speaking of that jersey just aired it's oh wait before we get to jersey maybe we should talk about atlanta because that aired earlier in the week jersey's gonna be a bulk of our conversation let's let's do atlanta and then
0: we'll wrap up with oc but um atlanta i thought probably delivered the most of its season so far which isn't really saying much you know i i just don't love it right now i know that people aren't loving atlanta right now i just don't love it you know was the fight with candy and marlo good like yeah, it's fun to watch. It was drama. It was housewives, but like, I'm not loving this show right now. Yeah, and I don't think I'm alone. Am I?
1: <laughs> no, I mean viewership speaks for itself. Interestingly, this week's episode did jump up in viewership. Okay. Um, it got closer to the million mark with mm-hmm. live viewers. But before that, we've been in the low 600s, which is like Dubai level, which, you know, and I'm not shading Dubai. I just know, hey, that's a new show. That's understandable that they're not like high up in the ratings yet. They need to like grow a fan base. But Atlanta has Mm -hmm. been around for 15 seasons now. It is one of the top franchises, like has always been one of the top franchises and it's struggling right now. And, you know, my aggravation with it is that, Marlo's mad at Candy. I mean, we've talked about this. She's mad at Candy for, you know, not really opening up about a shooting that happened at her restaurant. And she's trying to connect it to the murder of her nephew that happened two years prior. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to the viewers or Candy for that matter, of why Marlo's upset with Candy about so basically Marlo's upset that Candy didn't quote-unquote, react the right way to her nephew's death two, two years prior. Um, right. And so we saw a little bit of footage from that season that didn't initially air. Um, and it actually shows Candy, like, texting, be like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. And then they get together the next day, and they're helping Riley, I guess, get ready for college or something. And Marlo again brings up the shooting, and Candy gives her a hug because Marlo seems upset but now here we are in season 15 and marlo's saying candy didn't wasn't there for her she didn't do enough etc but what i think the real issue is and maybe it's like a breaking the fourth wall thing but like Mm -hmm. i feel like the real issue is that marlo and she's kind of said this but like she feels candy hasn't really like shown her real life on camera on the show and if she just came out and said that if producers let her say that i feel like it would make a lot more sense than trying to connect like the nephew Thing Mm -hmm. to it, and that's no disrespect. Like, uh, obviously, Marlo is you know dealing with emotions, and I can't even imagine what that feels like to lose a nephew. But I feel like her anger with Candy is a little misplaced, and I think it has to do with hey, everyone's constantly, and she said this. Everything, everyone's constantly talking about my past stuff that happened twenty years ago, digging up my mugshot, talking about how yeah, I mean they did it this week. They were like, oh, Marlo slashed a girl's face, you know, Um, and. Everyone feels like Candy doesn't really get have to show a lot of her, the darkness, I feel like, of her life on the show. And, mm-hmm. I mean, she even skated around the new shooting at Blaze earlier in the season. But it's all very just, like, not fully transparent, I feel like. And because of that, I think viewers are getting lost and bored and sort of like, this doesn't make sense. This is, you know, odd I don't know I just there's a lot of issues and besides that I just feel like the show's also missing some star power I think we need Portia back I think with what Kim Zolciak's going through I think we could use her back um mm-hmm. so I don't know that's my hope for next year but we're still only five or six episodes into the season so like we got ways to go yeah I mean we're nowhere near picking a cast for next season or anything no. like that
0: so. and it could get better it could get better I mean things change week to week like this episode was better than the last episode now, I do think that there is, like you said, a large disconnect where, you know, Marlo is upset about something that happened a few years ago. Obviously, a terrible tragedy happened to her not nephew, yeah. but it didn't air on the show at that point. Or they didn't focus on that, even though they had the footage because it wasn't really a storyline. So from production standpoint, I, under- I understood why that, you know, was left on the cutting room floor. Right. Now they're unearthing this footage because Marlo's upset because there was another shooting that, as she used the word on our podcast, triggered her. Because of what happened a few years ago. But then she got upset with Drew because the conversation was with Drew. And Drew was not acknowledging it because she was feeling like Drew was team Candy. Yes. Then she blew up on Candy. But amongst all of this, which you just said, she's upset because I believe Candy gets paid the most for the show. She's been around the longest. And she's probably the biggest star of the show. Mm -hmm. And I think some, specifically Marlo, but maybe several of the other girls feel like Candy is given the most and doing the least in terms of how much she's not showing Mm -hmm. you know um at least from their perspective i I don't know if i really agree with that i don't feel like she's not showing a lot like i don't know i just feel like we see a lot with her um career stuff we see a lot with the dynamic between her dad uh, not her dad her mom and her husband todd like the kids like i don't know i feel like we are getting all that but marlo is obviously specifically triggered by this specific situation And overall, I think it's more of a subtle breaking the fourth wall feeling of Candy's not showing everything and she gets away with this, that, and the other thing. And she's Candy Burris. And I think there's a little bit of jealousy there for Marlo. I mean, it's kind of coming across that way, at least to me as a viewer, that she's like Candy Burris. And I feel like Marlo always brings up like Tonys, Emmys, like Candy as a Grammy. Like Mm -hmm. if that isn't. Jesse, I don't know what is, you know, I, I feel like it's, that's how it's coming across. And mm-hmm. so there's definitely a lot of resentment there from Marlo towards Candy. And I think that they're taking this opportunity to try to make this a Candy Burr's takedown. At least that's how I'm perceiving it this season. I think that's the goal for one or maybe three of these women.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, But what was interesting is when they showed, obviously they did a lot of flashbacks to try to connect this whole and like Marlo and Candy's history. Over the, you know, last 15 seasons, etc. But what was interesting as they showed, so the Bravo episode of Atlanta showed a title card for season four, like the season four cast and they had, Mm -hmm. you know, Cynthia, Phaedra, uh, Candy, Kim Zolciak, Sheree uh i think i got all of them and then nini was supposed to be in the group on the end but like they erased her out of the picture which there was could- no nini <laughs> there was no nini which everyone started talking about online after the episode aired um and so i don't know if you saw but nini actually reacted to it on twitter mm-hmm. yeah. um and she said thank you tweety pies for all your dms and comments i see everything you are sending <laughs> to me It's really just a shame people can do these things and get away with it. If you only, if only you really knew, if only you knew. Now, obviously, Nini, um, you know, before all this happened, she, you know, filed a lawsuit against Bravo, Andy Cohen, et cetera, um, with accusations of racism and stuff behind the scenes of the show while she was on it etc yeah. the lawsuit was eventually dropped i believe mm-hmm. um
0: she lost know. she didn't i don't think she was able to prove i don't so you yeah, don't, don't think, think she, there was a settlement right i don't i don't think so yeah, think she kind of flat out lost the case now i'm not a legal i don't know you know legal jargon so i'm not positive about that but i believe that she was not successful in what she was trying to
1: yeah, she said she um she alleged that um NBC Universal, Bravo, Andy Cohen and the production oh. companies behind the show had encouraged and allowed a racist and hostile work environment. Um she said that she had complained to executives while she was on the show for years for about racist comments made by Kim Zolciak um who Kim has denied any wrongdoing. Um but yeah, she eventually dropped the lawsuit. I'm guessing that Bravo just based on Nini's reaction, I'm guessing it was not a Nini choice to take her photo out of any Mm -hmm. representation of flashbacks or anything like that. It sounds like it was a Bravo decision. Um, And I (laughs) saw online that I guess the episode was removed from Peacock momentarily this week
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and then put back up and they don't have the title card at all. Just I guess so there's no drama at all about it. Um, Yeah. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The behind the scenes, you know, workings of why that decision was made, etc. But it's just funny that like, that's actually the drama from the episode that got no, like headlines.
0: The biggest drama is nothing that's on the show. The biggest drama is Nini Lee's not being in a title card, yeah. and Kim Zolciak's messy divorce,
1: right?
0: And oh. Cynthia's divorce, and Eva's divorce, and Portia's marriage. Like again, um, it's everything's not happening in front of those Bravo cameras, and you know production. It's like shit. We have the six wrong. Not I don't want to diss the girl current girls because no, I because think they like a lot of at them. least at least four of them. Like if I was drafting a cast for next season, I, I would probably keep four of them on. Four. Not sure about Sonia, and I'm not sure about Marlo. Same. I like Drew. I like Drew, I, I know she's Drew. new to the franchise, but I like Drew. I like what she's bringing. I think Sheree always has great well miners. I think she's a great staple for the show. Yeah, it's just not. And we're gonna Amazing. we're gonna get to Jersey next, yeah. and then get to OC. But I want to kind of ju- juxtapose the os- current OC right now with Atlanta because I feel like they. Both have had similar past years, yeah. And when we talk to OC, I want to kind of give the contrast because I feel like something, things that OC is doing right or what Atlanta's doing wrong. Yes. So for now, not loving that. Yeah. let's keep seeing what gives and yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's that's that. We'll take it week by week and episode by episode. Now let's get into Jersey, the true mess of Housewives currently.
1: Yeah, um, we got part three now obviously before the episode aired i mean a lot of reviews came out this week I think,
0: can they stop I, I can, they need to stop doing they did done this with vanderpump rules i have like friends that are like more casual fans if you will and they're like so they I saw this already like oh, i'm not even okay. on tiktok but people are like i saw this already on tiktok this this was had to do with vanderpump the vanderpump reunion as well but also with jersey and i assume this is going to be a thing here on out we're releasing the first seven minutes For seven minutes the, releasing this that and the other thing like I don't need to see all this. Like, yeah. there, you have a problem if everyone is seeing like
1: a forty third. to forty-five percent of the
0: episode. Yeah.
1: We already saw on
0: TikTok third. or wherever they're getting their videos from. For me, I get I see stuff on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok, but yeah, people are too. seeing these things already. Like, Twitter and Instagram. Why? I don't. I don't get that. I don't know. I, I'm sure the ratings are going to be really good for this Jersey Part Three. Like, I don't think that there's a need to pump out all this early content for something that people are going to talk about and watch anyway. That, right. I'm not saying it didn't, it disappointed because I thought it was a great episode, but not when you've seen 40% of it already.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of the big moments air before the episode came out. It's almost like movie, mm-hmm. you know, movie previews now where you see all the good scenes in the preview. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they've been releasing the first seven minutes on, I think it's a Bravo Insider thing. You have to be like an insider, but they just end up leaking anyway. And then Bravo Always. just puts them on their YouTube. So yeah, mm-hmm. we saw that. We saw the whole first seven minutes. Um, we saw Dolores shutting down, um, any talk about her son Frankie and his job with Louis, which I was a little disappointed by. Um, I am, so Dolores' ex, Frank, is alleging that their son Frankie worked with Louis and he got a call from Frankie during the job and Frankie was like, hey, I've been trying to contact Louis. Uh, He's not getting back to me. I don't know what to do. He kind of ghosted me um we don't know a lot more uh, after that i don't think frank really gave too much details but that's because when it started getting brought up on camera during the reunion um Delora shut it down like she was like absolutely not we're not speaking about this um frankie and louie are fine they have a good relationship i thank louie for giving frankie a job frankie now has a new job there's no reason to talk about this and she was like joe gorga like stop, stop. talking immediately so From a viewer perspective, it feels like there's definitely more to the story. Um, I mean, isn't that the the thing the thing where Andy's like this begs a lot more questions? Like, why...
0: Dolores did a great thing as a mother and I respect her for that. She yeah. did an annoying thing as a reality star. That's where yes. like, I always struggle with Dolores because she's such a good person. I think I she's know. like one of like the best humans that's been on Brockville. I love her. Yeah. Um. She did an annoying thing as a reality star. Like, say it, don't shut it down. Frank Catania was bleeding from biting his tongue there. You know he was. I thought, and I'm definitely veered towards Team Melissa and Joe. I thought George Gorgo was maybe pushing it too much. Like, this is not his his kid. son he definitely was using frankie jr as a catalyst to lead the anti louis training but like there, there was enough anti louis stuff out there like I, I understand why dolores was trying to shut down the frankie jr stuff there's definitely more to the story i don't know if it's gonna come out i don't even know if it really matters because it's been so long that if someone asks frankie jr could just say you know job didn't work out i moved on to a bigger and better thing and no big deal, but there was definitely more to that story. And again, I respect Dolores as a mother for doing that because she is a great person. And right. I think that she doesn't let, unlike some other people on the show, she doesn't let this show corrupt her life. Yeah. She's been pretty authentic since the moment she stepped on the scene. But um, she did a really annoying thing as a reality star, which is like, don't not talking about things. Like, come on, Dolores, you're like, and she already gets the whole like Switzerland criticism of like, she is so neutral, she rides the fence, like that kind of. She repeated that behavior, but I understand why, because this Louie thing is, I mean, I don't, had things ever been this messy? Like, I know Housewives is messy. That's the point of the show, but things are really messy right now. Like, I need to shower again because I feel I gross
1: watching it, like, well, this week. Like, it's not are, good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the cast members obviously drove that point home in this week's episode, which is, like, it has never been this bad, even when Joe Judas was around. I will say that, like, Jersey reunions... At least like season three, four, five were wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like after that they were they were still good, but they weren't like I would compare it to like three, four, five maybe. Uh, I think four is
0: it's the it's it, one of the best reunions in the history of the show. In my 40, opinion. It's when Teresa's wearing the Christmas the Christmas, Christmas tree. dress, okay. like, we literally said that like we knew that was the first yeah. thing we were going to use to identify it when Kathy called and parents liars and who's yelling? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah um, that oh, one was yeah that was like killer. Too, yeah I mean let's
0: let's freedom. let's be real that was nasty too that was toxic too like let's let's not put all the blame even though I think Lily is doing some bad thing let's not act like the show was ra- Rainbows and Roses before he stepped around because no, it was whatever. not the case at all but this is getting personal and nasty and now legally and things are getting
1: to the legal point I think that's what it is it's like for the cast it's getting to a scary point to uh, hey mm-hmm. this guy or there We don't know if it's true, but there, Allegedly. Louis is trying to hire people to do smear, cam, smear campaigns against them, cancel them. I mean, there's stuff, I, I won't even get into it because I just don't want to, but like there's stuff going around on Twitter today uh, that kind of paints a clearer picture of the whole Margaret Louis thing where Louis like, are you paying off bloggers, etc. Like you can do some digging on Twitter, you'll find it. I just don't want to repeat it on here just because I don't know how true it is. Um, But these are major
0: allegations that are
1: coming out. They're big allegations. Yeah. Yeah. But like, as far as like what happened on screen, it's like all of the threats that Louis did throughout the episode, like be careful or like your day's coming or like watch out or like, you know what I mean? Like even Andy uh, on his radio show this morning, Andy Cohen, he was like, he even called them threats. I mean, him and his co-hosts were talking about it and they were saying how scary it is. And Andy's like, yeah, like those threats were wild. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know if Louie was just saying that to sort of divert attention away from what was really being said, because I think that's a tactic of Teresa's where she just gets loud and like yeah. overpowers the conversation. So sometimes the truth can't be heard. Uh, but we did get deeper into the pizza oven stuff um, in the uncensored version. Yes,
0: um, couple we- couple good tidbits from the uncensored version. I would suggest that people are really loving the show and the
1: reunion to watch. Not a ton yeah. more, but there's some good stuff. Yeah, there. not like juicy stuff, but Louis gets more into like the names. Like I think the decision was between Gorga's pizza because not just because Joe and Melissa, but obviously Teresa's made a name as Gorga, and it was supposed right. to be. A- According to Joe, I think it was
0: between you know, that and no, 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 no's or something.
1: Yeah. And then Louis said we should do the skinny Italian name, which is what they ended up going with, um, because mm-hmm. he said it had better marketing potential. Um, Andy understood. Um, uh, but then Andy asked an interesting question, which I liked. And he was like, where are these pizza ovens that you paid quote unquote $250,000 for and had made? Teresa said they're in a warehouse that her girlfriend owns or something. And Andy's <laughs> like, well, why don't you sell them? Like, what are you doing with them? And, and it was hard to hear, but Teresa basically said, Oh, I'm not going to sell them. Like, you know, with when my brother claims it was half his idea or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know. It was really weird. It, it seemed like a weird excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she was just going to give them away for free, um, <clears throat> which is whatever. Um but then there was something where Teresa at one point asked Joe why he didn't put money into it. And I saw Louis like tapped her on the back, like, no stop kind of thing. At least that was my mm-hmm. impression. And the whole time it just adds to the fact that I feel like he like has her on this script or like they, it's almost like the Sandoval Raquel thing where it's like, yeah, we'll be coaching Teresa what to say, what not to say. Like, Oh, don't say anymore. You know? Cause it's just wild i mean it even came up with the gia thing i know we're jumping all over the place but like you know they did
0: too so we might as well (laughs) yeah there was the
1: claim where gia supposedly called joe off camera and Mm -hmm. he should leave melissa so that was brought up during the reunion you could do better than melissa okay sorry you could do better than melissa um they ended up calling Gia during the reunion. while well, Teresa did right away. Cause that's what she always does. You know, like, oh, well, let's get her on the phone, you know? Yeah. And Gia said, she never said that. She didn't give any explanation for using those words whatsoever. She just said, I called my uncle Joe to try to get him to go to the wedding. That was it. Teresa ended up getting really upset, stormed off backstage. Um, and that was seen in the preview, but like in this episode, what wasn't shown yet was, uh, Andy came backstage and he's like, hey, like, we'd like you to come back out. You know, let's just say goodbye to the men so I can let the husbands leave officially. And then the topic of Gia came up again or something. And mm-hmm. Louie was like, randomly, Louie's like, well, is that what she said or something? And Andy's like, what do you mean? Like, she just called us and said she didn't say it. And he was like, well, I talked to her in the kitchen the other day. And she said that she did say you can do better, but she meant it in terms of you can do better you can come to the wedding you can act right. like you can be a better person like be a better come person. to the wedding mm-hmm. and my thought is like why wasn't that said when they why didn't gia say that why wasn't that said out on stage with everyone again right. it felt like louis was i don't know like trying to spin the narrative definitely um, or hey like you forgot to follow the scripts or something i don't know i could be wrong yeah. Yeah. It's like- important. It's an important
0: note that like that exact term you could do better was allegedly used. Like apparently that was used, but maybe not in the context that Joe Borger interpreted it, or maybe Gia really did say that. Like it seems like it could have potentially been a misinterpretation, but that wasn't said during the reunion to help them. That could have helped them get to a better understanding of that situation instead of he's lying, she's lying, he's lying, she's lying. You know, but the, the detail, an important detail, mind you, that Louie and Gia had a conversation recently and she did say that you could do better term to him that she did say that but not in the context according to her of you can do better than Melissa Gorga your wife you can do better like show up for your sister no matter what's going on so again it's just I mean it's like a, a missile of allegations from one side to the other and like I guess there is some proof about the Louis stuff but like we're not really seeing the proof and what right. can be shown legally and what cannot. Like, it's just, there's no, this was one of the least resolved reunions ever. I mean, there was really no resolution to this, which begs the question of what the hell is Bravo doing? Because Bravo's got a problem and I think they have a Louis problem. Uh, Whether you're team Alyssa or team Teresa, you have got to imagine that Bravo is gearing their heads about like, how do we fix this? And do we have a problem on our hands? And could things get worse?
1: Well, I think i was gonna bring up John Fuda because he went up mm-hmm. against Louis in this episode for allegedly mm-hmm. contacting his ex who's in prison. Um I don't know why, but I don't know. He apparently John accused Louis of contacting his ex in prison and I guess speaking to mm-hmm. her or something, digging up dirt on him or something like that. Yeah. Um at the end of the episode before the husbands left, Louie was like, Hey, listen, like well, Frank was like, Louie, can you promise you won't do any smear campaigns or investigate us any further? Louis like, I never did that. But Frank's like, come on. And he's like, I didn't, but I will like shake your hand and tell you nothing will come moving forward from me or something. And yeah. so he shook Frank's hand and then he went over to Joe Gorga and shook his hand. And he looked petrified. He thought they were gonna- I know. I'm shocked that they even let that happen. Yeah. I think Melissa was like, I feel really uncomfortable right now or something. Um, mm-hmm. but they shook hands. Uh, louie walked away then the guys you know were saying goodbye and Louis Lovely. walked over to john fuda and rachel and he was like listen like rachel you're a really great mom what you're doing for stepson is amazing john can i shake your hand too like i i didn't do anything but if you feel that someone was looking at your ex-wife i i urge you to look into it and contact bo deedle if you want or something like that um etc and john's like And uh, Louis went to shake John's hand. John's like, I'm not shaking your hand, dude. Like, not until you could be honest and tell me you really did this. I know you did it. Uh, Because he said that when you contact a prison or something, there's a way to find out who you like, not anyone can just call a prison. Like, you have to go through all these channels to do it. And the contact Mm -hmm. information is always there. And so whoever did it was connected to Louie in some way through Bo Deedle, et cetera, John claims. But it was just funny how like John became the dark horse of the episode. And I think he almost like solidified Rachel's place on the show next season because- And not that I think Rachel was like, on the chopping block or anything yeah like that. no i
0: think she's sticking around
1: i think she's gonna stick around i think they might give danielle at least one more season to see what happens with her if she can like step up to the plate and sort of maybe mm-hmm. brother make up or whatever is there um i still think they're gonna bring danielle's brother into the mix somehow but we'll see definitely um
0: can but, i tell you my if i'm producer what i'm if you're ready to talk about what we yeah what we think i mean i like I'll preface this by saying, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I know. I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but if I'm producer and I got a job to do right here, right now, I think I've said this already. Yeah. Because Bravo has capitalized on this whole pause term. They should like thank Dorinda because I feel like they've used yeah. pause them to their advantage where they can get away with like, you're out, Lisa yeah. Renna, or if she was quit, whatever, but you're on pause. It's not over yet. Tamara, you're out, but we can bring you back in two seasons. Dorinda, you're out, but we're going to put you on this, yeah. that, and the other yeah. thing. I think you shut down the family drama and I think you put Teresa and Melissa both on pause.
1: Both. And
0: I think you say this has gotten so ugly and there's no resolution here. There's no point of continuing to film them anymore. You put them both on pause. The fans go crazy, but then kind of not crazy because everyone's kind of getting what they want. You bring everybody back except, and I love her, except Jackie, because I do feel like her story has been told on the show. I don't think the show... I'm getting the vibe that they're not bringing her back just because they left her in the dust a little bit this season. They didn't show any of her personal life. Even as a friend, like Jen Fessler, I feel like we got to know a lot about Jen Fessler, which is yeah. why I do think Jen Fessler will be back. I do feel like the time has run out with Jackie, just from a viewer perspective and also like the shell, like I don't see them putting her to use that much anymore. Um, but I think you bring everyone else back. I think you throw a newbie or two in, maybe a friend of Dolores' with so someone a little bit more neutral. Yes. And we I think you nothing. see how things go. Now, I say this, but then I also say, has Housewives ever worked when they've taken that big of a swing? No. Like, did Housewives work when they got rid of Tamar and Vicky? Did OC no. work? I don't OC think so. Has down, Atlanta no. worked when they've knocked out these top dogs? I don't think so. So I'm prefacing this by saying, like, Teresa and Melissa are the stars of New Jersey. That's- Whether you like them or hate them, hate one, hate the other. You can't deny that they're the top two. You know, they're like the first two on the call sheet. I... So I don't know if you do that, but like I think I would like like just take a swing of it. But the problem is though is like the fans are like oh it's so toxic, it's so toxic, it's so toxic. But aren't the ratings stronger right now than they probably would be
1: if you have yeah, Dolores,
0: Margaret, and Jennifer Aiden leading the show? Yeah. That's why I
1: think and we. That's, have, I think there's three options that are going to happen. I'm kind of like just looking at the Teresa of it all because mm-hmm. that's I think the biggest factor of all. I think there's three options. They're either going to cut her from the show and give her her own spinoff. That way her fans are still happy. They might tune into Jersey still because they love Jennifer. um, And the cast won't have to deal with the Louis drama. And then Mm -hmm. I think in hopes if Teresa and Louis split up one day, Teresa then can come back to the show one day. I think that's the smartest thing, but I also think there's two other options. The other option is just putting Teresa on pause. I don't think they can lose both. I don't see this option happening I don't think but maybe I just feel like her fans would be so pissed off and I don't know I don't know if it would go well
0: and it would be like Melissa won Teresa lost but I don't think that's the narrative Rava wants which is why I don't think we're losing one and not the other
1: and then the third option is they all come back and they give it one more year to see what happens
0: and you've been saying this, and I don't think that you're completely wrong. The ratings I are really, really don't. I really don't think you're wrong.
1: The show, as much as these fans are like Team Melissa, Team Teresa, they are the show. They're why we're tuning in. They're why this reunion was so well received. Like, So I think it's either they're all coming back, plus maybe some newbies. Uh, maybe like the lower tier might get mixed around a little bit. But Melissa and Teresa mm. would either both come back with a core group of the cast or all of it. Or I think Teresa's going to get her own spinoff and they're going to give her a break from Jersey and see how it goes. But I don't know. We'll see. So we had the second episode of OC.
0: I think it's off to a good start season. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, first we had Taylor Armstrong finally get in the mix. I kind of thought her introduction was going to be a little bit more like dramatic. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like she just showed up on the boat. I mean, I guess she's a friend of, Like I don't know. I don't really know how much they're, utilizing her this season like it does seem like she's going to be on the trips and stuff like i don't know if she's going to get confessionals like it just seemed like her wanting to be an actor out of nowhere like story and right. then asking Heather Dubrow for help is like going to be a storyline so yeah, right. i i like tyler taylor on the show on the show i think it's fun for like the housewives fans and just like knowing that her Tamara and vicky were all on girl strip two together um i think it's fun i'm liking the new housewife i think Me like terrible. kind of in a way how they started things off with danielle and rachel like i feel like we're getting to know her and her story right away she's like building bonds with the cast right away so i do feel like that's starting off really strong um but obviously the talk of the town is tamra versus he- uh, not heather that'll probably happen soon but tamra versus shannon that's really what everything is kind of focusing on and circling around right now what did you think about how they fought on the boat and <laughs> I put some love blows my Tamara. I'm well, I'm thinking the fans are gonna be Team Shannon. What do you think? I think the Tam- well, fans are gonna be Team Shannon.
1: All right. So there were three pivotal scenes in this episode regarding the Tamara Shannon thing. First, we get her meeting with Shannon at their, mm-hmm. it was either a lunch or dinner date. They mm-hmm. sit down at a restaurant, um, and it's their first conversation to quote unquote hash things out. They clearly have two different different perspectives of what happened. Tamra feels like Shannon ghosted her after she was fired, Um, especially, you know, it was hurtful, especially because she was going through a lot. Not only was she fired from the show, but her ex, Simon, was, you know, recently diagnosed with cancer at the time, going through chemo. So, you know, Tamara's upset that her kids might lose their father um, and stuff like that. And Shannon claims that she did reach out to Tamara a few times, but she stopped after Tamara called her a fake friend in an interview. Um, Tamara's like, oh, well, I called you that because you were. It's just a lot of back and forth, and no one was agreeing on what really happened. But what I found interesting in that conversation was number one, I thought Shannon first took a low blow and being like, oh, I was there for you. Remember when, you know, Simon was going through chemo and you were secretly going to give him food and didn't want Eddie? Yeah. To- <laughs> and i'm like well quick comment but yeah yeah i'm like i hope eddie knows like before this was set on camera but okay whatever tamra didn't seem too upset about that so maybe eddie already knows they moved on um but then there was an accusation about shannon being a drunk i guess tamra had said it previously in an interview and so shannon asked her about it and tamra was like well um you are an alcoholic, or something like that. Uh, or no, she didn't call her an alcoholic, but she said, um, she said you used to call me when you were married to David, David Bedore, mm-hmm. and date you. Yeah, Shannon claimed that David wanted her to stop drinking because she was drinking too much, and so Tamara was like, "I told you to stop, so stop drinking." And Shannon didn't like that. She didn't like that that was said on camera. She was like, "Now you're crossing a line." I guess basically also insinuating that she has a mm-hmm. drinking problem, right? They kind of ended the conversation there, which was funny, though, that Shannon immediately after ordered a Belvedere soda. I
0: know. She ordered a Jugada. Wait, know, wait can was... I get
1: a Belvedere soda? That was poetic, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So that scene ended. And then Tamara went back to cut fitness. Um, I don't know if it was that day or the next day. She talked to Eddie about her meeting with Shannon. And then Eddie basically said Shannon drinks way too much and said that the best mm-hmm. thing about – I don't know if he meant – Shannon and Tamara's relationship or the best thing about Shannon and David's relationship. I feel like we didn't get all the conversation. We know production cut stuff, but he basically said that the best thing about Shannon was David and that he can't believe David even stayed with Shannon for as long as he did. Well, then I think John came up because at this point her
0: and John are still together. So I think that John got brought up too, right? Yeah, so
1: Eddie said Shannon drinks too much and then Tamara goes, well, that's funny that you say that. Um, because the same stuff's happening during her relationship with John. Uh, Tamara claimed that Shannon, you know, when they used to talk, she would get a lot of calls from Shannon being like, oh my God, me and John just got in a huge drunken fight. He left me at a bar. He left me this. Like, I'm going home alone. We're sleeping separately. Like, stuff like that. Um, So that was interesting. And Tamara basically said in her confessional that she's never known Shannon and John's relationship to be a good one. Mm -hmm. um yes like you said in the show they are still dating we know that after filming wrapped on this current season they broke up yep Um, i guess they're hanging out again as friends shannon told us on the podcast a week or two ago when she Mm -hmm. talked to us but that she does not want to get back together with him but in the final scene when all the girls are on a boat um where tam taylor showed up jennifer pijanchi joined them um Jennifer was talking about how she adopted her it son.
0: Just racked me up.
1: Yeah, she's like serious, heartfelt conversation. She's like, I, I, you know, adopted my son. I first fostered him. All of a sudden, Shannon just like starts like talking about. She thinks she sees John's son on a boat nearby. <laughs> totally disregards Jennifer and Tamara's like, well. The, Jen, like, now you can see what I have to deal with with Shannon. This is how she always says it. Basically saying, like, if the conversation is not about her, she doesn't care. She'll call you a million times and complain about her own issues, but if you want to talk about yours, she just doesn't want to engage, doesn't put mm-hmm. an effort, et cetera. It was a wild boat ride. I mean, it's interesting that Tamara is accusing Shannon of drinking a lot, and I'm not saying she doesn't, mm-hmm. but Tamara was. She the was last bombed. Really
0: she Good was time. so bombed. Yeah, I feel like she drank a lot to like give herself some liquid courage and to like get over the anxiety and maybe just like getting used to filming again. Like I feel yeah. like she was just like drinking, drinking to just like get whatever she had to out of her system. But she was bombed. She was so like, high kettle, you know, kettle.
1: You know, yeah, like,
0: that was interesting. She I mean, bombed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where in a private conversation, you know, Heather and Emily. We're like, Tamara, do you feel like you could take any responsibility in what happened? And Tamara's like, no. She's like, fuck a duck. Like, Shannon can go Mm -hmm. fuck a duck. I am not. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, she hurt me. Um, Whatever. Shannon overheard this from the front of the boat. I don't know. Later, at the end of the episode, they all get back together for a conversation at a table. Shannon apologizes to Jennifer. uh, But Tamara, I guess, doesn't think it's good enough. And she's like, this is how you always are. This is how you normally act. Uh, Je- Emily tried stepping in. Tamara was like, Stop, or I'll hurt you. Like, stop defending Shannon. Uh, you know, Tamara said, Shannon's only apologizing because she got called out. It's clearly messy, and we're not getting anywhere near a resolution yet. The good news is, is no. we know from photos and videos that they seem like their best buddies again. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't
0: be surprised if watching it again and then they're fighting again yeah. because of who said this in the confessional and they talk behind my back and she talks, she said this behind my back, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if that relitigates all of the- But old it's
1: views. so it's messy, but I'm loving the drama. I think because Shannon and Tamar have such history, we've uh-huh. all watched them for so many years. We actually care about this uh, friendship, the fallout, will they, you know, make up, will they get back together? we actually care about them. And I think that makes a huge difference in these shows is the genuine friendships, the viewers caring about the women on the show. Um, I also feel like Heather's lighter this season. Yeah. Feel- I am enjoying Heather more because I didn't
0: love her last season. I thought she was, I mean, she's always a little pretentious, but like, I thought she was like more chill this season. I think she maybe works better when she's not like the quote unquote star like, I think it's very yeah. much established this season that, like, Cameron and Shannon are, like, the top dogs, like, whereas yeah. I feel like last season it was, last like, season, all about Heather. Season. Like, yeah. she was, it was, like, she had the dramatic return, like... It was like right after a big cash shakeup where a bunch of people got fired. And it was yeah. like I like Gina and Emily, but they're never gonna be like the stars of the show. No, like, I, mean, I, like, do, I
1: do really like watching them, but I agree with I you. Love like, I love Emily. I love Emily.
0: They're, they're like, like good B team people. They're yes. they're good like supporting characters. And we need that. You know. Yeah, we need people Yes, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, and they're like logical, like they're not like crazy. Like I think that this recipe with this season's work it's two episodes you know we say one thing next week you know everything's changed week to week but i think this is working for me so far like i think it feels genuine there's real relationships it's like you have the fighting people then you have like kind of the people that are a little bit more like chill like i feel like there's a good dynamic with each person like we're getting to know a new newbie we have Taylor, who, like, we know already, but, like, I'm excited to see what we have with her. And she's, like, coming in with established relationships with the women. Like, we know Vicky's going to pop up. And there's obviously a lot of history with her. Like, it- it's just working. It's working for me
1: so far. And I feel like the thing that I like is that, like, they're not giving too much away before each episode. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. j- like intrigued the whole time. I was like, oh, I've seen this scene. Like, we talked about mm-hmm. with Jersey. Um, i don't know it's just really good and the viewership i know we talked last week about like oh we'll see they I mean, hit over a million they hit over a million which is amazing for oc i mean they're year 17 and they're hitting over a million um people are tuning in they want to see tamra back together with shannon and heather and i think the rest of the cast like you said we love jennifer we love gina we love emily
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: really good cast and taylor and then vicky's going to be back for a little bit i think this cast is really good and I think Tamara has said this on Two Teas in a Pod podcast that um, Bravo, like the the initial trailer for O.C., she felt like they didn't show like the big, big moments. That time with May. And that's what I almost think it's a different uh, tactic. And like, that's why I think like it's so good. It's like I said, we haven't seen the stuff that's airing yet. Like it's they didn't. they I think they saved a lot of the good drama. And it'll probably be in the mid-season trailer to be honest, but what we're getting already is really good. I'm hooked. Like, I can't wait for episode three, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I am really enjoying O.C. season 17.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel toxic, but
1: it's also not boring, and it
0: feels genuine, and it feels like they're fighting about, like, real relationships, but then also like, kind of stupid, funny stuff. Like, I feel like it's, it's just, it feels much more real than O.C. has in a while, and I feel like they've maybe found the right mix of people i'm interested to see what like the fans reaction going forward is going to be about tamara because i feel like sometimes when like the top dog comes back and like there's a lot of hype like I could see the fans not being super pro Tamara, like, as the season goes on. I don't know why. I just get the vibe but like, they're going to support Shannon more than Tamara, at least in this thing. Now, we know yeah. that there's going to be resolve to them. We don't know exactly how long it's going to take and yeah. how they exactly get to a good place, which is also what I'm excited about, like, that we know things will definitely get resolved. But I'm interested to just see the fan reaction. But I do feel like everyone kind of plays their part correctly, whereas, like, I feel like Heather's, like, much more relaxed like she's not the main character but I don't think she like needs to be like I don't think she serves that purpose and I think Gina and Emily like I said are great supporting characters and they add fun to it and they're like I mean they hang out all the time like they're genuinely friends and I think that's why Bravo's kept them around for these multiple seasons when there's been a lot of shakeups because they're kind of a package deal and they're just like normal relatable people like they can yeah. be friends with anyone that comes into the group like it's I, it's working for me so far um two episodes i'm i'm good i'm
1: yeah. bring on the rest me too take that atlanta <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah we'll see what the next week brings for all the up epi- all the shows we're loving and watching and uh mm-hmm. that's where we can wrap up and we'll uh catch back with everyone else i guess again next week